All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 3 of 7 podcast and another comms check with me, Chad, and I'll be dang, we got Blake here with us today on a comms check, uh, and we're filming. Uh, we did the last the last comms check, which we'll hit on just here in just a second. The last one we did earlier this week, we that was the first one we were able to film and post to YouTube. The video was a little bit blurry and Brooke liked to kill me for that, man. And I posted it anyways, but we got a new video camera. We got a new setup, so we're going to try this. Hopefully, it'll be a little more clear for you guys. We're going to dig into a couple different topics today. Blake, thanks for joining us, man. Oh, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Blake, nice to be a guest on our own show. Blake just happened to be uh, in town this morning. And he was work doing some work in town, and we were talking on the phone, and I I had ordered some food at this place. I ordered a sandwich and stuff and realized I had forgot my wallet. So right as we were getting off the phone, I was like, dang, Blake, I forgot my wallet. Come down here and pay for my food. And then so he bought my lunch, and then he got sucked into coming and doing a comps check. So that's how Blake ended up here. He really had his wallet, though. I think he uh, no. was looking for a free meal or something. No, I didn't have it for real, man. <laughs> I got this cup of coffee for free. <laughs> um, Yeah, today's comms check is brought to you by Wazoo Survival Gear. Hey, guys, this is the... this We use this stuff all the time, Wazoo Survival Gear. We use their cash caps. Uh, we use their cash belts. We use their, their... I got my Bushcraft necklace on right here. If you guys are watching, this is the Bushcraft Necklace by Wazoo Survival Gear. And what it is, it's a, it's a ferro rod and a ceramic striker. And it's made to throw a spark and start a fire. So it's a fire starting device. Wazoo makes some pretty awesome kit if you go out into the backcountry. It's wearable survival gear is essentially what it is. They've got a whole range. They've got a whole spectrum of stuff. We've been using Wazoo stuff for over a year now out on the basic course. I mean, we put this stuff through the the paces, right? Um, I, I never forget one time we were on a trip. I was on a trip actually with Jesse, and the bumper fell off of his freaking <laughs> RV. And we, I used my zip ties from my ad adventure kit from Wazoo they make these to go in the cash cap and the cash belt. I used my zip ties to to zip tie the bumper back on the RV. And, yeah, I mean, this stuff really, really comes in handy, not just in the wilderness, but in everyday life. Look, Wazoo has given us a pro code for their products. You will not find this anywhere else. 20% off your order from Wazoo. It's the number three of seven, all caps. Go check them out. Browse their website. They've got a great website. And uh, hope you enjoy their stuff as much as we enjoy it. Get out there and use it. Thanks for sponsoring this episode, Wazoo Survival Gear. And I guess I should tell you their website, too. It's pretty freaking simple. You probably could have guessed it. WazooSurvivalGear.com. And I will attach the link in the show notes of this episode. Find them on Instagram at Wazoo Survival Gear. Thanks, guys. That's enough housekeeping. Boy, I'm going to tell you what, buddy. We ruffled some freaking feathers with the last comms check. I mean, we ruffled some feathers. I never... Hold on, I'm going to find you guys a few of these messages that I got. I never realized that 
that the theory of evolution was such a touchy topic. I always just assumed that it was so ridiculous that like people wouldn't get butt hurt if you came out and pointed out how ridiculous it was. Yeah. Boy, I was wrong. Son, I could get on here and talk about all kinds of topics that I thought were hot topics, political issues. Even we talk about Jesus. We talk about all. Man, we came out. We talk about all of a sudden I came out and did an episode about my understanding of uh, of evolution. Dude, one person shared that episode. Jeff Forster. That's the only person that shared that episode. Least down. It, it was literally not a popular uh, the popular thing, which really surprised me. I was astounding. I thought, well, you know what? Uh, this is freaking like not gonna, uh, it's, I'm just trying to talk about my understanding of it. Boy, people did not like it. Here's a message that I got. One of a few messages that I got on Instagram. Uh, let's see here with, with all due respect, this dude's talking to me. You do not understand evolution in the slightest. Stay within your domain of knowledge or risk being written off completely. Boy, I tell you what, I'm scared, son. I'm scared that I'm going to be written off completely because I got on my podcast and talked about the theory of evolution. Guess what? I don't have to be a scientist to talk about it because it's not science. It's a freaking theory. Therefore, I can talk about it. I can have an opinion on it. And during that episode, we actually quoted multiple scientists and doctors. So I, I guess um, I guess the doctors and scientists that we quoted during that episode also don't know anything about evolution in the slightest. So this young man that sent me this uh, note, this kind note here on Instagram, you know, maybe we'll have him on the show one day. Maybe he can explain to us. Uh, how he understands the theory of evolution and why we are so wrong. Man, I I'm at risk of being written off completely because I because I touched on that topic. Man, this was this was crazy, man. We can talk about Jesus, we can talk about faith, we can talk about political issues, we can talk about all this stuff. People love it, people share it, people like it. You go and come out against this was an eye opener for me. I think it's I think a lot of it boils down to it being the root of the Bible, right? Because if the beginning of the Bible in Genesis, talking about creation, isn't real, then the rest of the Bible is not real, right? Yeah, 100%. So if, if, if I think that's the main attack on this, is attacking the root, the foundation of it, because then it can discredit the whole Bible. And then if you, in return, attack that, I think that's probably why it was so touchy. Yeah, you're right. If you yeah, if you attack that Genesis story of creation, then the rest of the house of cards is just all gonna fall right after that. A hundred percent, man. Well, you know, I'm not gonna stop talking about it. That's not what today's episode's about, but I'm not gonna stop talking about it because um yeah, whatever. Uh yeah, that's my take on it. Because so. it's the truth. Yeah, because it's the truth, essentially. You guys understand. The freaking crap people send me on this Instagram for talking about Jesus and talking about all... Dude, it's almost... we This thing, we have thinned the herd on this thing a dozen times. We'd probably have 200,000 followers by now if we didn't talk about Jesus. Anyways. 
Oh, since I'm in, since I am in danger of being written off completely, I guess we'll talk about something that I do know about. Uh, so that way you guys don't write me off. Let's talk a little bit about fitness. I did a CrossFit workout this morning. Yeah, I did a CrossFit workout this morning. I don't like lifting weights. I'm look, I ain't big on the CrossFit culture. I like to run. That is my main thing that I enjoy doing. That's why I run these crazy races and I, I enjoy running. But a lot of people ask me what well, I, I get the question all the time. Well, Chad, do you strength train? Well, yes. The answer is yes, I do. I do strength train. And it's not because it's something that I necessarily enjoy, but it is part of being a balanced athlete, right? It's part of being a durable athlete. So, I I always, you, you guys don't take this wrong way, I always resented the guys in buds in seal training that got rolled that got rolled multiple times right i mean there were so dude in third in third phase when we graduated we had 18 original guys in in class that were still part of buds class 278 they were there from the beginning and they were there at graduation day well we graduated with like 40 something dudes and me, personally, I felt like the only ones that should have graduated that day were the 18th, right? Why is that? Because I'm all about being durable, man. And and that's the thing. Look, yeah, there's cases here and there where you can say, ah, oh, this dude, yeah, this dude should should get rolled into another class because of it, 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 something happened, circumstances that were outside of his control. But when you look at it, you say, okay, look at the dude that freaking had terrible shin splints that turned into fractures in his lower legs. Well, the dude should have trained harder before he showed up. He, he should have done more to strengthen his bones and his legs. And, and like, yeah, that's not, I'm sorry, your legs are broke. Uh, you should have trained harder. No, you shouldn't get a second chance. The, the, we, we, had, um, we had the obstacle course in SEAL training. And all the time, uh, once a week, man, there's, a, there's this tower, you go to the top of this tower, and there's a rope uh, that goes from the top of the tower down to the ground. We call it the slide for life. And you'd have to go all the way up to the top of that tower. It's like, what, what like 30, 40 feet high? You've yeah. seen it, haven't you? Yeah. It's way up there, and then you, you come down this rope. You're sliding down on the rope to get back down to the ground, and... You don't, you don't, you're not harnessed in or not. Once a week, somebody freaking fall off of that thing, shatter their femur, shatter their pelvis, break their back. I mean, we used to call it sand dart. They'd just fall off of that thing, hit the ground, and just, they would always break something. You couldn't fall off the top of that thing and not break <laughs> anything. And so people make excuses. Well, that, that, that guy should be rolled, right? No. What should he have done? He should have been a little more what? Deliberate. Should have been a little more deliberate, right? When you're up there and you know you have to perform this task, that if you freaking fall off of this thing, you're done, you better tighten up, all right? That is the reason why I resented that. That is the reason why I'm so passionate even now about being durable 
as an athlete. That's maybe, have you ever thought, maybe that's the reason I'm so passionate about being deliberate, right? I tell you guys this, everybody that comes out of the basic course, everybody that comes out of the proving grounds, we talk about those three pillars in depth, being patient, being present, being deliberate. Why you think I freaking tell you this, man? It's not because I'm trying to make something up that sounds good. I'm so sick and tired of the whole, let's 10x your mindset. Let's 20x your your growth. Uh, No, man. Let me just tell you what freaking works and, and use it or not. I'm not telling you I can 10x anything. Yeah. So that's why I strength train. Because I want to be durable. I want to be a balanced athlete. And to run 100 miles, you have to be durable. It's not about speed, man. Y'all quit worrying about speed. It's about being able to move forward, constant forward motion, and to be able to hold it all together physically and mentally. That's all it's about. And that's what being durable does. It gets you through those things. So, yes, I strength train. How about you, Blake? Man, I got to be honest. I hadn't been hitting on the strength training lately. <laughs> you ain't been hitting on much. <laughs> you, you said you're going to run this weekend, ain't you? Yeah, I'm going to get out get get back going. Uh, I hadn't been hitting on much, just being busy. No no excuses, just, just reasons. But, yeah, I'm about to get back after it. I'll never forget the first 50-miler I ran with Blake. How was that? It was bad. <laughs> I'd watched Chad run it the year before. It was his first 50. And we've got a picture. Maybe we'll – I'll get Chad or maybe I'll just post it on Instagram. And he looks – You mean you're going to make a post on Instagram? Well, I just – I did just make one – about maybe a week ago, so I've got, Oh, no, you so got them. You guys stand by um, the next quarter of the year. I'll post that picture. <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of myself, but uh, it, is a, it is a good picture. Chad looks pretty pretty haggard. Uh, he had just finished that race. Then what would y'all do? Some oh, push-ups? Yeah, or, that, oh, yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That was the year that I... That was my first ultra. Yeah. my That first 50, yeah. That's... Yeah, I look rough in that picture, son. So I, I knew, hey, he come back. He's in bad shape. I thought I, I actually thought, yeah, this ain't for me. I ain't, I ain't about to do this thing. And so a couple months went by, and probably desensitized myself of, of really what he looked like, and then probably how hard it was. And then he got to tell me, ah, man, that wasn't really that much to it. Uh, you just, just run it. You know, hey, you get back and eat you a hamburger. And he talked me into signing up for it. And, uh, yeah, so we went out and did it. And it was uh, it was pretty rough. <laughs> had a lot of stomach problems. A lot of stomach problems. Uh, I was wanting to throw up. I couldn't. Uh, we was chasing cutoffs at the aid stations. Maybe what? I think we'd come into a couple of them with three or four minutes. Like They was oh, yeah. packing up the tents. And they was just like, hey, you want something? And we just kept on rolling through. And, uh we made it. We made it. Chad, that Chad's probably got much a little bit better memory, which is not usual, but he's probably got a little better memory of it because all I kept hearing was, I need you to give a little more. Come on, brother. I need you to give a little more. A little more. And a little more got me there. It got us to the end. 
Son, that was a hard-fought battle right there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll never forget seeing Blake around mile 12 or 13, pretty early in the race. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget. He got got quiet. (laughs) And I thought, well, we had had been talking, cutting up, and having a good time, and he got quiet. And I said, man, what's going on with you after a while, you know? And he said, well, man, my stomach's not feeling too good. And son, and, and we were we were chasing those cutoffs, so it's not like we could stop that that Iron Mountain Ultra in Damascus, Virginia. That's a twelve hour cutoff, so that's a pretty tight cutoff for your first fifty miler. So it's not like the George Jewel or something where you got fifteen, sixteen, whatever, twenty hours to finish a fifty miler. And so he couldn't stop and let his stomach calm down. He just had to keep going. And I've had stomach distress before, too. And I don't care how freaking tough you are. You ain't about to buck that. When no. your stomach blows up, you ain't about to buck it, son. You, you have just got to stop, lay down, and hopefully you have time to lay there for long enough until your mess settles down. But by gosh, we got it done that day, didn't we, son? Yep. And I remember I, used, uh, I would stop, stop one time, and I'd always tell Chad, I just need five seconds. Oh, yeah. Just give me five <laughs> seconds. And one time I just called for a five-second break, and I thought, well, I need another one of them. And I stopped, and he said, what are you doing? And I said, I my, my shoes come untied. And I looked down, and I had bungee laces on my shoes. They didn't even have no shoelaces. And he said, what are you talking about? So, I don't know, maybe I was a little delirious, or I just really needed that break. Oh, son, he was... <laughs> He'd get he'd give that give himself that five second countdown. The longest five seconds I ever seen in my life, son. Didn't do nothing but hurt me though. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that was a good time. We oh. need to go run another. We need to go run a hundred miler together. Yeah. We could we would we could get some good stories out of your suffering on that event. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a good one. <laughs> Stay tuned on that. Maybe after my next Instagram post, we'll get one of them scheduled. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, this is a good time to talk real quick about Salty Britches since we're talking about racing. And then we're going to dig into the last part of this comms check after this. Um, Salty Britches. You use Salty Britches? Yeah. Yeah. We all pretty much use it. Um, The way I use Salty Britches... Anytime I'm doing a run over about 20 miles or so, you know, over three or four hours, I don't always judge my runs off a distance. Sometimes I I just go out for time. I'll take my foot. I put a light coat of salty britches on my foot. Both feet, I'll pull my socks on over top of it, then put my running shoes on. Feels a little weird at first, but once you get going, you you don't even realize it. When you do realize it is when you've been running for 100 freaking miles and you're like, dang, I don't have any blisters on my feet. Mm-hmm. That's salty britches for you. Um, Amy has supported the 307 Project and 307 Podcast for a long time. She makes an amazing product, anti-chafing cream called Salty Britches. You need to go daggone check it out, man. Support the companies that support this podcast. If you run, if you surf, if you hike if you backpack any of that stuff get your tube of salty britches throw it in your go bag have it at the ready because chafing freaking sucks check them out on instagram at get salty britches go get you some online at get salty britches.com and i'll attach all that stuff along with the pro code that salty britches has given us in the show notes of this episode thank you salty britches for sponsoring this episode um, 
let's get back on the word, man. Let's get back on the word, son. Let's get back on some important stuff. Uh, you know, I hate to even talk about this because I'm at risk of being written off completely. You better watch it. I better watch it, son. Look, man, we got this podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This These podcasts, we release these episodes. We got... Anywhere between seven to 10,000 downloads per episode, usually within the first uh, week, week or, 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 you know, 10, 20 days. Somewhere between seven and 10,000 people listen to this show. And, and now it grows from there. So a show that's been out for a month is going to have way more downloads right. than a show that's been out for a week. What I'm saying is, is we're so thankful that that many people would tune in, that that many of you guys are getting something out of this. What I would ask you to do is please, please go leave us a review on iTunes. Please just type in one word, leave us a review. If you think this show sucks and you're mad at me for talking about evolution, leave us a one-star review. If you like this show, leave us a five-star review. I don't care. Just leave us a review and share the episode wherever you can with your buddies, with people that you think it would benefit. Share it on Instagram. Yep. Please. We depend on you. This this takes this podcast. We I love it. I mean, it's it's like my baby, right? But this takes the most amount of time and effort out of all the things that we do in business. This takes the most amount of time and effort, and it's got the to be honest with you, the least financial return. Yep, least financial benefit. But that's okay. I never started this. I started this because my reward is knowing that you guys listen to it, is knowing that you guys get something out of it and seeing you guys share it with others. That's how you can pay me back for the time and effort we put into this. So I would appreciate it if you stopped what you were doing right now. If you're listening to this on an iPhone, leave us a review or share it on Instagram. Then come back and listen to the rest of this comp check because we're about to talk about the Word. Now, back into the Word of God. I was reading Acts, the book of Acts this morning. And you you look at the disciples in Acts, you know all the the, the 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 oh let me let me back up just a second. Somebody asked me yesterday, said, "But Chad, why do you, why have you chosen to believe in Jesus? Like why not? Why are any of these other religions? There's you know hundreds of other religions out there to choose from, and a lot of the other." religions on earth have similar threads they have similar principles they have similar stories the story of the flood they have similar characters uh similar people right so why jesus why why do you believe in jesus and for me let me try to explain this to you real quick why jesus all right we believe that god created the earth which means he's in charge which means he makes the rules. Now, we have broken his rules, right? So, we have to we have to have something that provides atonement for the fact that we have broken the rules of our creator. He loved us so much. He loves us so much as his creation. Yes, your creator loves you. He provided that atonement that allows you to be reconnected and be back into companionship with, with him in spite of your sin. 
in spite of your iniquity that he can't tolerate. You say, well, why couldn't God just overlook the sin of humanity? If he loved us, why didn't he just overlook it? Because he's totally righteous. And guess what? Guess what our first sin was as a, as a, as a human race wanting to be like God, right? The Bible says, you know, Satan came to Eve in the garden and said, if you eat this, you can, you can have the same knowledge God has, right? They had simple instructions, just freaking eat and be merry and have children and, and do all this, but don't, don't eat from the, don't know good and evil, right? Just, just, you can live forever. All right. Well, God's totally, a totally righteous judge. Well, guess what? He, he kicked an archangel out of heaven and sent, sent him, cast him out of heaven and sent him to hell for the same reason for the, the committing the same sin that we committed initially as a, as a human race. Mm-hmm. Satan, Lucifer in heaven was an archangel. He wanted to decide he wanted to be like God. God passed judgment on him for that because God cannot tolerate sin like pride kicks him out of heaven, banishes him to hell. Well, then the human race commits the exact same sin. Well, do you not do you, have you ever wondered why the Bible calls Satan the old accuser? Because guess what happened when, when we when we decided to do this, commit the same sin, Satan, well, and Satan enticed us into it. We decided to commit it as a human race. Guess why the Bible calls him an old, old accuser? Because I can see right now Satan coming into the presence of God just as he does in the book of Job and saying, hey, God, what about these humans? How can you not judge them the same as you judged me? They all belong in hell with me, Right? If God didn't judge us on the same level that he judged Satan, he would be an unrighteous judge. But God answers Satan and says, you know what? I'm going to provide atonement for that. I'm going to provide atonement for that. And that is Jesus, right? And that is my understanding of, first of all, why Jesus. You got anything on that before we move forward? No, I would say, you know, something interesting I heard the other day, I think a lot of people maybe don't understand or wonder why did someone have to die to cover our sins. But if you go back to Genesis, when Adam and Eve committed that sin and they realized they needed to cover their sin and shame when they went into God's presence again, they went in and they had sown like, you know, whatever, a fig leaf or whatever to cover themselves. And when they went to God, he knew what was going on. I mean, obviously, he knew what was going on. So in order to cover their sin, he killed an animal and covered them. And, 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 you know, they put on clothes, basically. That's where clothes came from. They had to put on clothes, animal skin. So that death of that animal covered their sin. And from there on out, there had to be death to cover sin because that is that's the wages of sin or death. Yeah. In order to repay it, something has to die. And when Jesus came, he died and covered all of our sins forever, so long as we believe in him. Amen, brother. I, I like that. I like that. And the, the and the, this this whole concept. I I told you guys. I, I went on this podcast with with a dude the other day, and uh and I told him. I said, you know, just to believe in creation is not good enough. You have to believe in this Jewish guy named Jesus that died on a cross. You have to believe that he paid the price for your sin and gave you companionship with your Creator again in order to to get to heaven and he said man that's just a touch too far man i can't yeah the bible even says it's foolishness 
to those that are perishing, all right? But let's look at some logic. Let, let's look at some logic here. You ask me, why Jesus? Why, do I, why have I chose to believe in Jesus? Well, first of all, uh, everything that he writ, wrote to us in the New Test, Testament works. All the principles that he's given us, the way he's told us to live our life, the example that he set for us during his life, it all works. So that gives me some confidence in this, um, in this Jesus. Now, another thing. When another thing, Jesus. I don't know if y'all know this. Jesus is a historical figure. There are records, Roman records, aside from the Bible, that note his life and his death on the cross. All right, he he is an historical figure. Jesus Christ is. That's another good thing to think about. Now, when. When, when the Roman Empire and the Jews, when they decided to crucify Jesus, guess what his disciples did? They freaking scattered, right? Which makes total sense to me. They were like, here's this guy that we've been following for the last three years, and now he's hanging on a freaking cross dying. Like, the disciples were all like, it's game over, man. Like, this guy said he was... He was our, our, our savior, you know, he, he said, you know, he, he was, um, was going to reestablish the kingdom of God and all this stuff. See, the Jews, like, uh, like it, so, so they crucify him, and the disciples are like, they cut the head off the snake, basically, yeah. right? And so they, they flee. I mean, the Bible notes how Peter denies him three times and and you know everybody's like what the world man this is all this was all just a hoax right well okay not long after that you see these disciples reconvene and literally going out in in peril of their lives and preaching that this Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. All right? So these guys were all scattered. They thought it was over. All of a sudden, they come back, and they put them their lives in danger. There's actually only one of them that wasn't killed. It was John. All the rest of them were killed for, for promoting this idea of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and that Jesus is actually the Savior of mankind. So how did they go from being scattered and denying him to all of a sudden going throughout all the regions that they could reach and preaching the resurrection of Jesus Christ with boldness? They saw him. They, they were sitting in a room. And these women come running in. They're like, these women are like, the tomb is empty. And then they see him. Now, if you followed somebody like that, or even you had a buddy that said he was said he was the son of God, and, and he died, and the next few days later, three days later, he walked into your freaking house, and you could put your fingers in the holes in his hands, and, and you could touch him, and you ate with him, and you broke bread. Son, <laughs> that might change you a little bit, yep. right? That might... That might shake up the situation a little bit, right? They saw him. Now, the disciples go out in the book of Acts, and the, the main thing that they keep preaching is the resurrection. This, 
Jesus has risen from the dead. They say it over and over and over and over again. Why they say it over? Because that is the essential thing. Here's the thing. You realize the Jews and the Roman Empire, the two groups that were in power, they had complete control over that region. The governmental authorities, they had a vested interest in keeping that body in that tomb. They, it, 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 it was important for them to, to make sure that the body of Jesus Christ stayed in that tomb. So much so that the Roman Empire actually provided a detachment of Roman soldiers to guard that tomb. You understand why? They, they had a vested interest, right? Because Christianity was basically over at that point. Yeah. When they crucified him, they said, we, we've, we've, put this, we've, we've put this rebellion to rest now. We've killed this dude. Now, let's keep him in the freaking tomb, right? Well, let me ask you this. When all these disciples start running around three days later saying that Jesus is risen, why did the Roman Empire or the Jews, why did they not just produce the body? All they had to do was literally say, you idiots, you're saying this guy's risen from the dead? Here's his body. Yep. Why, did, why didn't they do that? <laughs> That's all they had to do, and there would be no such thing as Christianity. How simple is that? All he had to do is produce a body. Yep. If the dude was dead and he was in the tomb and you've got a bunch of crazy men running around saying that somebody, the son of God, has risen from the dead, you produce the body, it's all over. There's no long, they no longer have a leg to stand on. Where's the body? It's risen, man. Are you telling me that these 12 disciples that were scattered, that were denying him, they're a bunch of daggone fishermen? Are you telling me that they penetrated the guard that the Roman Empire had set on that tomb and they stole the body? And rolled the massive stone. Yeah, and rolled the massive stone. I mean, are you serious? How do you explain this? Literally, the people in power, it would have been the simplest thing to have crushed any resurgence of this idea of Christianity. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. All right, that's why. There's you, some, there's you some logical evidence of why I have chosen to believe in Jesus. All right, from a logical standpoint. You got anything, Blake? No, you hit it. All right, well, hope you guys enjoyed that comms check. Yeah, man, y'all know we got the Proving Ground coming up in April. We got, I think there's about eight spots left. For the proving yeah, ground, I think, I think so. there's about eight spots left. So, hey, check it out, man. If it, if uh, it's a powerful experience, man, the last one we did was just freaking unbelievable. Which is what you know what why we decided to do another one. Yeah, um, yeah, we were just talking about doing one a year. Yeah, we were just gonna do one a year, but man, it was just so freaking awesome. We had to do another one. Um, of course, you guys know what the Proving Grounds is, I hope. If you want to check it out, go to 307project.com, click Experiences, click the Proving Ground, and uh, you can sign up, at least until it's sold out. The The basic course, we're going through the selection process now. The, fe the February course is booked out. Uh, the March course is booked out. 
Um, anyways, we, we have to go. We have hundreds of applications for the basic course, so we go through them and we try to pick, you know, the right. Everybody that applies, everybody that comes out to these things are good people. Every one of you guys that have sent an application in for the basic course, every one of y'all are solid individuals. I mean, sometimes I just have to blindly pull applications yeah. and plug them in because everybody is everybody could be there. Um, but anyways, we're rolling on with that, and that's what we got going on. Yeah, I, I want to say too, you know, in the beginning, we uh, this episode we talked or Chad was talking about that guy writing him off. So we're serious about what he said, and in a sense, we're kind of joking, but. You know, if you're going to listen to this stuff, have an open mind about it. You don't. If you disagree, you don't have to send a message and say, "Hey, man, you need to quit talking about that because you don't know what you're talking about." Or I'm going to write you off. I mean, we don't need the messages, and and we're all about bettering people, right? Getting them, growing them, helping them understand. So if you disagree with something we say, let us know. We can talk it out. But if you approach it with some kind of threat or attitude like that, it, it, how are you gonna how are you gonna solve anything? How are you gonna do anything like that? So if you don't like what we say, you don't have to listen to it. If you disagree with it, have an open mind about it. That's how we grow. Do you think everybody has everything figured out? No. So if there's something that you disagree with, then let's talk about it. Let's let's open it up. A hundred percent, man. I agree with you. And and that's the thing, like this message right here I got from this dude, uh, totally reversed it on him. I mean, it's like, I, I didn't read you how I responded. I responded, uh, thank you for your opinion, brother. Will you please post a video on your platform explaining your viewpoint for me? Or better yet, potentially come on the podcast and debate or share your viewpoints with me. Educate me. Um and that changed the whole tone of the conversation. Yeah. The the very next thing says, uh, man, I would love to come on your podcast and discuss this with you. Uh, here's here's a YouTube interview that I did. Um, let me know what you think. I would love to come on and engage about ideas because I'm interested in creating a space for civil discourse. I mean, we just completely changed the yeah. whole tone of the conversation. I'm not here to argue with you, man. Right. You know, and, and and you know that the the tone of that message maybe maybe the tone's off. You can only read so much into tone uh, via via text, right? So maybe you know I'm not not hitting on this dude or anything, but um, just to just to show you some of the crap that we get in. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not interested in arguing. I'm I'm down to hear whatever comes. So that's a good point, Blake. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed this podcast. It'll be posted on YouTube and on the podcast platform. Leave us a review, subscribe, and share this with somebody out there. Patreon members, thank you for uh, supporting this show. Thank you for, for carrying the load, for helping us build this studio with your monthly contributions, uh, for helping us buy this video equipment, for helping us buy this recording equipment. Um, the, the, the people that support us on Patreon literally carry the load of making this show yeah. better and more efficient for everybody, the thousands, hundreds of thousands that listen to it. So thank you guys so much. Love you. Enough said.